You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. And I have a very special guest today. Her name is Lindsay Mitzelar, and she's the host of We Met at Acme podcast, Millennial Dating Podcast. So in this episode, we'll be talking about dating, what should we avoid on social media, virtual guide to dating, common issues millennials are facing right now. So tune in, guys, to find out. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to Not Basic Blonde podcast. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm good. I am just, I was just outside trying to get a little bit of sun. It's, it's, um, it's so hard to find time to get some vitamin D. Where, where are you right now? That's so true. I'm in Atlanta, but it's kind of hot in here. Oh my God, I can only imagine. Yeah, so would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Lindsay Metzler, and I have a podcast called We Met at Acme that's all about millennial dating and kind of like navigating how to date in this really complicated world where there's all, um, you know, the social media and different things going on. And just, you know, I try to really be like a big sister to my audience and, and guide them based on my own experiences. How did you come up with an idea to start it? So I actually, I was always the one in my group of friends who everyone turned to for dating advice. And I actually found myself broken up with out of nowhere and I was so confused as to how I got to this point. So I decided, obviously, I don't know as much as I thought I did. So I created this podcast, which started as a conversation with one of my friends, basically just on, you know, what we can learn from each other when it came to dating. And since then, it's grown to experts and influencers and celebrities. And I feel like I've learned so much in the process. Wow, that's wonderful. And how does your podcast help millennials to navigate love and romance in modern world? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. I would say that, you know, we have a lot of, I'm kind of traditional. I have a lot of rules when it comes to dating. So um, a lot of the women specifically that follow the podcast and listen to it, they really like the guidance that the rules that I have give them. Um, And it gives everyone an opportunity to kind of look at dating a different way. Um, And then also just, you know, hear other people's perspective on dating and not feel like you're alone in the process because no one should have to feel like they're the only one getting dumped or the only one having bad dates um, or the only one having doubts about their, you know, fiance and their marriage. And so I think that it gives people like a community to feel heard. What dating advice can you give to millennials? You know, I would say, especially now more than ever, like we have so many options because we have our phones in our hands 24 seven. And it's so easy to just swipe left and, you know, swipe right. And I feel like you need to really be unique in order to capture someone's attention. And so instead of being like everyone else, like truly just be yourself, Um, be yourself on dates, bring like really good energy to your dates. I feel like people really appreciate, you know, someone who's happy and energetic and that all starts from doing the work on yourself first and, you know, figuring out what makes you happy. And, you know, when you're happy, that shows on a date. So I would say that I would say, you know, don't reveal everything right at once. Um, It's really great to still have a little mystery, like instead of having everything on your story on Instagram and everything out in the open and your cards on the table, I think it's nice to, you know, play a little hard to get and, you know, don't have sex right away and things like that. But, you know, based on millennial guys, it's not like they get scared sometimes because you don't tell them information or you're just trying to play hard to get does it work for them? It does work. You know, you'd be surprised. It works if it's real. If you're faking it and you're faking being hard to get, it probably won't work. But if you're genuinely busy and you have a passion and you have things going on, then, you know, that is something that comes through and is really attractive. Because some of my girlfriends told me I was just really busy and this guy wanted to talk to me all the time. And I just like told him, I like, let's do it later. And then he texted me and I forgot to reply to the text. And then he ghosted. Like That's crazy. Maybe he just had a really bruised ego and he couldn't like move past that, you know? Yeah, my girlfriend told me that and, and she was like, well, the guy probably thought I'm not interested, but then she forgot to reply. But then like, how does she go back and, and tell him like? <laughs> well, in that, in that situation, I think you can say like, I really wasn't intentionally not impl- like not replying. If you want to go out again, let me know, you know? Because it's all about confidence. And if you have confidence, they... It's, it's okay to like initiate a date or initiate a text. Yeah, that's so true. But I think some guys do have sensitive egos and that's what scares them away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but those guys need to grow up and they're not really for you anyway or for, for your friends. Yeah. How coronavirus is changing the dating landscape? What do you think about that? There's definitely been a lot of changes. I mean, you can't really go on a date now without wearing a mask. So that's really one thing. And I think also people are more likely to go to someone's apartment or house 
quicker quicker than they would if there wasn't a situation like this because it's kind of like the only safe place right now and it's like a safe haven so if someone if i were single and someone was you know trying to get me to go over their apartment for the first date to cook normally i'd say you know that guy's just trying to get laid but now i think you know maybe that's a better option than um you know, on another one. Obviously, only if you know that this person is safe and not going to hurt you or harm you. That's more for me. I would want to do first date outside, socially distance walk. Second date in their apartment, and then also I think there's a lot of long distance relationships happening now because people are living with their parents and not in the place that they usually live. Yeah, I think so too because everybody's trying to be safe and yeah. Are you <laughs> dating anyone right now? Well, I've been in a relationship for seven years, so. Oh, wow. Well, that's perfect. Has quarantine made you spend more time together? Oh, um, we, we were spending time usually together a lot anyway. Mm -hmm. it, it was, but it didn't change much because we were spending time before quarantine as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I have friends who have been in relationships for like 10 years and they don't even, they never even experienced dating apps. Yeah, I never tried to actually. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's kind of a good thing. Yeah, but I've heard so many stories. My friends, some of them either got married on the app or they just found somebody on the app. It was just been so so many stories with apps. <laughs> so many stories. It's really hit or miss with those apps. Yeah, that's true. And according to relationship experts, what should we avoid going on social media? So for me, I've actually been really lucky in that my boyfriend now and usually people I date in general are not on social media. Like they don't even have an Instagram and if they do, they never use it. And so for me, it's been really great because I don't have to experience this like weird jealousy that comes up when you see that your boyfriend or girlfriend is liking their ex's photo or someone else's some provocative photo. But I think it can be really dangerous when someone is on social media and you know, you see everything that they're doing and it can really lead to insecurity unless there's a really strong foundation in the relationship. So if your partner makes you feel completely safe and secure with them, I don't think you're inclined to even really care what they're doing on social media because you have that. But if you already are feeling uneasy and you see something on social media, it can really be triggering for your relationship. Well, that's so true. But, you know, not everybody has social media, especially like millennials. It's probably like yeah. the other generation who is in 40s now, they, they kind of like sometimes don't care about that. But millennials, they, we have to like film every meal. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's crazy. I mean... I have a friend who's an influencer and she is, she's posts like a bunch of stories every day and she went on her boyfriend's Instagram and she muted herself so that her boyfriend wouldn't see all the stories that she was posting. So there would still be like some mystery when they sat down at the end of the day and he was like, how was your day? She would be able to tell him something. Come on, that's a great idea. What do you think about money, do's and don'ts for successful first dates? What do I think about what makes a successful first date? That too. And, you know, some people don't want to go broke on the first date. So they try to like, you know, money do's and money don'ts, like what they should. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the best first date is like a drink or a coffee. 
because it's not committal. Like you can only have, you, you don't have to have more than one drink. You know, again, going back, like I'm pretty traditional. I think whoever invites you on the date should pay for it. So if the guy's asking you out, then he should be prepared to pay for that date. Um, you know, if the girl's asking the guy out, then she should be pre prepared to pay for the date as well. So I think that's my rule for that. And then if you don't want to spend too much, just keep it like, Either go for a walk, go for a coffee, go for one drink. Um, I don't think the date should last that long anyway. I think that you can get to know each other a little bit in like an hour or less. And that should be really like the end of a first date, unless the first date is dinner, in which case the same rule applies. Whoever invites the person has to be the one to pay or at least to, you know, try to insist on paying. What do you think? Do you think that people should be yeah. splitting on a first date? I think so too. Plus, I'm Russian and in my mentality when I grow up, it's the guy is the provider. So he's supposed to pay for everything. And woman's money is her money. Yeah. <laughs> Different in the US, but there that's how it works. And nobody like, you know, there's no offense. Guys know that's their responsibility. It's not like, you know, here it's 50-50. I mean, I was lucky enough. I never had to. <laughs> I mean, I never, when I was invited to dates, I mean, guy would always pay for it. But I know some girls, they had hard times with it. Like when the guy would leave them with a check or <laughs> just tell them to split 50-50. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. It just depends on the guy. And I think if a guy is successful and respects himself respects the girl i think it's not hard for him and i think it's automatically for him that he is prepared for it and he is he knows he's responsible for it yeah yeah i mean i think it's a it's a turn on that a guy you know wants to take care of a woman and wants to take care of the check especially on a first date otherwise you leave the date with like a bad taste in your mouth about that person yeah that's true plus girls spend so much just getting ready for the date for makeup hair the dress and all of that <laughs> exactly if you expect us to show up to the date looking good we've had to put effort into that we had to pay to get our nails done we had to pay for the makeup we used on our face whereas you don't have the same costs exactly <laughs> and what is your guide to virtual dating i would say for virtual dating and i have a really good igtv on, on this on my instagram um but it's really important to have good lighting first and foremost. Um, so if it's like a day date or the sunset, get by the window so you can have, you know, that glow or put your computer screen behind you and turn the brightness all the way up. And so good lighting's first and foremost. And secondly, like you don't need to get dressed up necessarily. I mean, you can get dressed up on the bottom and stay casual on the, or get dressed up on the top and stay casual on the bottom. And make sure you're relaxed. Like if you drink wine, have a glass of wine in your hand, you know, maybe have the TV on in the background. It doesn't have to be so intense. I think because it's a virtual date, we have the luxury of being in our own space where we're comfortable. So just utilize that situation. And same thing as a real date, like smile a lot and ask a lot of questions and don't let it go too long. Like just because you both don't have something going on, maybe pretend you have something to get to because the, the worst thing is like an awkward never knowing when to say goodbye or to hang up. 
make sure you establish in the beginning, like, oh, I'm so excited for this date, just a heads up, you know, I'm doing a virtual Pilates class after, or I have this at this time, um, because then you don't have to linger and it's not weird. That's a great advice. Right. What are the common issues millennials are facing right now with dating in general? I think the biggest issue is this gray area that so many millennials are in. They'll be like, I've been dating a guy for six months and I don't know what we are and things like that. And it's like, well, that's not okay. You need to know where you stand with someone. And I feel like you know, and I've been guilty of it too. Like we let people walk all over us and not define things with us and not give us the treatment that we deserve for so long. And it's not a good pattern. So I would say like to the ladies out there, especially like stand your ground. Don't stay with someone for more than three months if they're not giving you some kind of I don't know if validation is the word, but you know what I mean? Like you have to, you you don't want to be strung along and you don't, you don't want to be in this gray area. So don't just be okay with it. Yeah, that's so true. I think you should establish ground at the beginning. If you didn't, then you lost it. Then it's just going on forever and you don't know what is going to be at the end and when is it going to happen. Exactly. And it's like with every relationship, you have to establish everything in the beginning because If not, the person's going to get too comfortable and they're going to say like, I didn't know you cared about that. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. And as soon as they get comfortable, there is no more effort. Exactly. And that's the worst. That's like the beginning of the end. Yeah. How have millennials changed a dating scene in general? Because I'm traditional in some ways and some ways, of course, I'm millennial. So I'm still (laughs) flexible and still a social media lover and all that. But it's definitely different from what it was before. So what do you think? How did they change it? I would say it was changed with social media. I mean, like when I was in college or not really college, maybe like high school, there was really no social media. I mean, it was only Twitter. Snapchat had just begun, but it was only to send like naked pictures to people. So there was no like, oh, well, he did Snapchat's me so it doesn't matter if he texts me there was no you know there were no dating apps there was no instagram and now there's a million different mediums in which to communicate with people i mean you can even stalk somebody on venmo these days and see what they're up to so none of this existed and it was kind of just like it was better i think almost because if someone wanted to get in touch with you they had to text you or they had to call you and now you can respond to someone's Instagram story, which is the laziest thing ever, or Snapchat, like text them on Snapchat, and someone might think that you're interested in them. And that's just not the case. So I think it just made millennials a lot more lazy, first of all, but also like confusing. Yeah. And do people even call each other right now? Because like when I was dating in my 20s, you know, you wait for a guy to call. I mean, sometimes, but you know, the guy usually makes an effort to call, but nowadays it's just texting. And if you call somebody, some people get freaked out, like weird. Oh, somebody's calling. Oh, you calling me? Like what happened? Like, is there a fire or something? <laughs> exactly. Like I can't speak for all millennials, but I remember I dated someone once and he called me 
after our first or second date and I was so turned off, which sounds horrible. Like I almost am mad at myself for having been grossed out by that, but it was too much for me. I was like, I'm not ready to talk to you on the phone. Whereas like our parents growing up, you know, that's all they did. And that's all, that's how the only way they got to know people. And so it's just funny how things are so different. It used to be when someone is texting you, it felt so effortless. And when the guy actually likes the girl, it meant more when he picks up the phone and calls. Exactly. And what is your best advice to singles at this time? I would say, don't be discouraged by the fact that we are in this pandemic. Like it's going to get better and it's going to get easier. And maybe it's hard to meet someone right now. But what is great is that you can connect with someone on an emotional level on a dating app or, you know, maybe it's someone who lives in your town and you're on a walk whatever it is, like, don't, like, don't be too caught up in sadness over the fact that it's harder right now, because everyone is in that with you, like every other single person feels the same way. And it's gonna pass. And I think, hopefully, when it's over, you know, people will be more willing and ready to get into a relationship. And maybe they're taking this time that so many people need to reflect that they wouldn't have otherwise had if there were if there weren't a pandemic and they were at home and so maybe a lot of people are getting really ready to be great partners and i would try to look at it in a positive light instead of like oh no i'm single and i'm not going to meet anyone and now i really won't meet anyone you know you can think of it like oh i'm single and maybe the person i'm going to meet is out there you know doing work on themselves and becoming a really good person that I want to meet. Yeah, and that's a great advice. And you know, some of my girlfriends told me that some guys are afraid to meet because they're afraid to catch the wire. Oh my God. Well, I mean, then you just need to wear a mask. I know. That's what I told her. Like my friend, she's single and she was asking me and she was like, I don't know what to do. This guy, we were trying to meet, but then he's like, he's sitting at home and he's afraid he's going to catch the virus. He doesn't want to meet anyone. Oh my gosh. I mean, those people, I understand it. And everyone has a different, everyone has a different, you know, take on how to be socially distanced. And, but, you know, there are ways to be safe about it. And if he's so scared to catch the virus, then he should be making an effort to virtually get to know you on FaceTime. Yeah, that's true. And what is your favorite quote that you live by? The one that I love that I've really heard from a lot of really wise people, especially for single people when it comes to dating, is if you're confused, they're not interested. Because if you're not confused, like if they are interested, then you won't be confused about it. You won't be saying like, is this person interested in me? You'll fully know that. So if you are confused about it, it's a no. Yeah, but you know, some guys are so afraid to express their feelings. and They just kind of keep it I mean, they might like you a lot and they just don't ever show it. <laughs> yeah, but I think, so for, for my quote, I would say if you're confused after four dates, like if you're confused right away, fine, okay. But if you're confused after three or four dates, they're not interested in you because that's when they're like actually really getting to know you. Oh, I see. That's interesting. And where can all listeners find you? Your social handles, all your information? You can find me on Instagram. My podcast Instagram is We Met at Acme. And my personal Instagram is Linz Metz, L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z. And you can listen to our podcast 
wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, yeah, that's, that's it. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being my guest. That was fun. Thank you so much. Such great questions that I'm excited to share with my audience. Me too. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Bye. that was all for today guys thank you so much for listening not basic blonde podcast and if you haven't subscribed rate and review not basic blonde podcast on apple podcasts and you can always contact me on instagram it's not basic blonde underscore or nbb podcast and to show me some extra love tag nbb podcast on your instagram stories thank you so much guys enjoy your day Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.